Hi, I'm Pete the Polar Bear. I'm Mark the Moon Bear. I'm Kyle the Koala. And I'm Helen, the mysterious bear god of the woods storyteller. And together we are the Starting Equipment Podcast. Thank you all for joining us tonight as we are commencing with the first Let's Play of the second season. Uh, tonight we'll be playing a perennial favorite. You and your friends, parents, have been turned into bears. And the only way to turn back is to do all these odd jobs about town. Close parent. We call it bears for short, for obvious reasons. I'm going to briefly go over the mechanics and the setting and the conception for the game. And then we're going to dive right in. So this game was written by Julia Hank and Richard Kelly. It's available on itch.io. Pay what you will. So go give them your support, pick it up today, or bookmark it for an itch creator day. When creators get full price for what's sold through itch, show them some extra love. The booklet is eight pages long, give or take some pages that are just pictures of bears with a very simple set of rules that just use a single d6 and a range of target numbers based on the relative difficulty of the task your character is supposed to accomplish. The game is functionally statless, relative relatively straightforward tasks that are well within the realm of your character's abilities. You're shooting for a four or higher. Five or higher represents an action that is a bit more of a challenge. And a six on the die is something that is very much outside of your character's wheelhouse, but either theoretically or achievable or just ridiculous enough to work. So this game also tries to minimize dice rolling and maximize roleplay by just having a single roll for a given solution to a task to evaluate the level of success achieved. For our purposes though, and it's not quite rules as written, but we We'll have each of our players roll a die to represent their contribution to the task at hand and then pool the successes. So majority rules, best two out of three. If there are two successes and one failure, the task will count as a success. If there are two failures and one success, the task will count as an overall chaos and chaos will ensue, and I assure you, it will ensue in a very fun way for me, me personally. When an individual's role fails, they will receive one frustration point. When you get three frustration points, they will express their frustration by throwing whatever their human solution is out the door and solving the task in the most bear-like way possible. Bears? Yes. Because as the title suggests, in this game, the characters have been turned into bears, asterisk. I'm just saying, I really hope I get to play a frustrated koala because I'm excited to see what that looks like. It's violent and dangerous and they scream. My God, they scream. Look it up on YouTube. <laughs> I swear to God, they scream. Anyway. <laughs> the part I was born to play. <laughs> the central conceit that the game provides, which we will cover in character, uh, is that, well, this sort of thing sometimes happens being turned into bears. I mean, not necessarily that exactly, but in this town, and we're going to call it Laurel Grove, once upon a time isn't necessarily just a turn of phrase. There are will-o'-wisps in the forest who lead hikers astray. There are enchanted fish in the nearby lake who will curse you with their dying breath if you don't throw them back, but grant you three wishes if you do. It's not a sword and sorcery world. There are cars and cell phones and chain fast food restaurants, even in the tiny town of Laurel Grove. But there's also an old overgrown shrine at the edge of town, vaulted arch of natural rock in a cliffside sheltering a small, seemingly bottomless spring that wells up from the blue stone underneath. And it's just a curiosity to most, but more often than 
the knot, should you happen to visit, you can find freshly lit candles around the edge of the waters, prayers written on folded slips of paper sealed with wax and left on the pool's glassy surface to sink or to float as the powers that be should will it. And they say that the ones that sink heavy with the sincerest intent are the ones that come true. Granted wishes, heard prayers, and sometimes lifted curses. So that is to say that there is magic in the world, close enough that most people will get a small taste of it more than once in their lives. Unfortunately, your characters are getting a mouthful. Character creation is, broadly speaking, just your starting concept, plus the role of a d12. If you wish to randomize what from the table your character will find themselves turned into when they open their eyes, we have, I think, only had one uh, random roll tonight. Uh, the guys have all already picked their bears, as you heard from the intro. So let's go around now, introduce all of our characters, and go from there. Jared, you are the leftmost one on my screen, so why don't you go first? Kyle, who has found himself turned into a koala bear. Technically, on the list. Yes, uh, I was our random roller, and... Kyle probably was transformed into a koala because his regular life was a little bit like one. He's very picky about what he will eat. There are only a few foods that Kyle considers fit for consumption. That being said, Kyle's very excited to be a part of any group. He goes to the sports bar every Sunday to watch football, not because he drinks beer. He doesn't. Well, he does, but only because he feels like he has to. And not because he likes football. He doesn't, but he pretends. He's got a hat and a jersey. But Kyle really wants to belong and to find his social family. Okay. Uh, Ben, you're next. Mark. It is Mark with a C. Let's be real clear about that. Mark with a C. I know most people spell it with a K, but this is with a C. Thank you. Mark is, uh, as you can tell, a little pedantic. He has some sort of teaching job. I haven't settled on what, but he very nitpicky, likes things a very certain way, and probably was turned into a bear because someone got tired of him returning, for example, returning his coffee at the coffee shop because it wasn't quite hot enough. That is a valid reason to be turned into a bear. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Ryan? Pete is a man out of time. Pete should have been born in the late 50s, maybe? Oh, dear. Time enough to grow up and and enjoy the summer of love and the freedom that came with that. Pete works as a clerk at the gas station. Pete usually works nights. He wakes up every morning to the Bob Marley poster above his bed, illuminated by the ultraviolet lava lamp on his desk. And that's how he wants to live his life. He doesn't really aspire to anything else. He enjoys himself, but he doesn't make wise choices. Such as when his friend brought some herbs from the forest to him and said that they give you a good high. decided to try them out. He wasn't sure exactly how good a high they would give him, so he soaked them in NyQuil first. Good God! (laughs) Uh, And then he's waking up as a polar bear today. Some highs are just different, man. PSA, don't smoke random bushes off the ground in the woods. All right, Nancy Reagan. Thanks. (laughs) Okay, all right. I'm not going to lose my cool. This is a fun game. This podcast does not support drug use. Let's be real clear. Winners don't use drugs. 
That's what the arcade told me. But anyway, moving on. So before we jump in, just a heads up, uh, in terms of safety mechanics, this is supposed to be a a lighter, lighthearted game. We're going to go with the X card, which is very simply, if anyone feels uncomfortable with anything, they can either send me just a capital X in the chat directly or post it for everyone. And that will give us an opportunity to stop, figure out what's going on. I don't think it will come up, but it's not something, it's not really up to me what I think will come up. That's how safety mechanics work. They're there to be used. Last bit of bookkeeping before we jump in. Each of us will be contributing one town's person and one location around this little town of Laurel Grove. It's not a big place. Uh, the apartment complex where all of your characters live and are going to start their day is right on the historic downtown square. Don't get the wrong impression when I say that. This is not a tall building or a large building. You're pretty sure that the apartment complex you're in used to be a warehouse and then it used to be student housing for the university up the road and then the university built a bunch of new better student housing and so this kind of got taken over by whatever property management company happened to be nearby but town is not very big all of your characters are pretty much in easy walking distance of most everything each of these people that we create here these are your neighbors they all have some kind of problem chores to do or errands to run or a local business to manage and before they can help you with your problem which again your problem is that you are now a bear as aspirational as that may be in real life it is considered not an ideal situation in the context of the game they've got to clear their afternoon and that's where you come into play if you want to be turned back it's going to take doing all these odd jobs about town to get there. So, Jared, I need one person and location that that person is in and a problem that they might have to populate the tent. Should we do locations first and then we're supposed to populate someone else's location with our character, isn't that? Yes. So let's do that then. Let's start with Jared. Why don't you give me a location in town and we'll circle back around a second time once we've got all the locations to populate them. The local sports bar. Local sports bar. Okay. Ben, give me a location. Water treatment plant. Nice, nice. All right, give me a location. A bowling alley. I wanted to say bowling alley so bad, but didn't, so I'm glad you did. Well, the location that I'm going to contribute then, normally everybody would do two, but for our purposes, we're all just going to do the one. So I'll also throw one in. There is a combined video rental slash electronics shop slash local sort of tanning salon that is called (laughs) Grove Video and Tan, and it is kind of on the edge of downtown. It's what happens when multiple mom and pop shops have to kind of pool together in order to continue to pay rent man there's just a really good pun in there and i just can't come up with it and it's bothering me it, it's its own joke don't worry <laughs> did i say laurel laurel video and tan is that what i call it it's a grove video and tan a grove video and tan okay ryan yes why don't you give us a person my person is kevin he's Ken. 12 years old uh-huh he has thick Coke bottle glasses. Uh, you could use them as a magnifying glass to start a fire or fry an ant if you wanted to. And Kevin's problem is that none of the other kids pick him for basketball because he's too short. Okay, where is he? Probably at the video in tan. Okay. Ben, give us a person. We have Celeste. She is 40-ish, but let's say a harder 40. And her problem is that nowhere in town stocks the flowy dresses she likes. How are we going to solve these at the bowling alley? 
Where is she? Well, where is oh, she? she? Oh, sorry. Um, she would be. Yeah, she'd be at the bowling alley. Okay. You guys are really setting us up for uh, some difficulty here. I believe in the power of bears. Jared, add a person and a problem <laughs> to a place. I'm really only struggling to come up with a name. I already want know where he's going to be and what his problem is. Fred. Fred. Okay, he can be Fred. <laughs> We've always got to have a Fred, don't we? We've always got to have a Fred. Fred works at the water treatment plant. He's a shift supervisor. He's just there to get his 20 and go home. Fred has a problem. Fred has dropped his keys and his wallet into one of the decontamination pools and has no idea how to safely get them out without alerting his bosses to the fact that he has screwed up. Really gonna put my knowledge of how a water water treatment plant works to the test there, aren't we, Jerry? Yeah, I really hope decontamination pools are a thing, because if they're not, I just made them one. I mean, he could have dropped it in the flocculation pool. That's a thing. He could drop it in the pool where they mix it and it settles to the bottom. He could drop it in the part where they use bacteria to eat some of the chemicals in there. Yeah, that's what I was imagining. Let's say he dropped it in the flocculation pool. That's the one where it they disperse the flocculant in it and it gloms onto stuff and it settles to the bottom. I'm pretty sure. We're going to put it on the internet and people are going to tell me if I'm wrong. It's fine. Uh, it's the fantasy magical world and that's how water treatment plants work here. That's how water treatment plants You hear that internet? Anyway. <laughs> I'm the last one. Sure. I am going to contribute the manager at the local sports bar, Rachel Mazur, who is... Uh, I know what Rachel's problem is. Rachel is really trying to get to the hardware store before their afternoon garden flash sale ends, but she's just run into an emergency plumbing problem with a burst pipe, and she may not be able to make it there in time. I realize that uh, there's another location that's not flushed out, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. This is a game. So we're going to start... Uh, if everybody is ready with your characters as they first wake up, because we're going to start from the beginning this time. Very briefly, I'm going to go one by one. Your characters are going to discover the situation that they are in. This will be our act one. Let's begin with Pete. Pete comes to consciousness, nestled in his waterbed. I presume Pete isn't an alarm kind of guy? No. Well, especially because he works at night. So, you know, he kind of, I imagine he probably part sleeps when he gets home and he wakes up at some point. He starts to, to pull himself out of the nest he, he usually makes in his waterbed. And, um, you know, realizes that he must have been some pretty powerful stuff because pulling himself out of his bed's a little harder today than it usually is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Pete's perspective is way off. Like, it's a bit spinny. Like, something is wrong and it's really hard to put his finger on it but he doesn't see he's not seeing his room right might take him a minute to realize that it's because he's seeing it from a slightly higher angle than he usually does by slightly i mean like two feet he nods this is not a a new experience for him but he knows how to fix this problem does he he walks over to his standing shower and he reaches in and turns it on he bumps his head a little bit he just puts his head underneath the shower (laughs) To help wake him up. Yeah, you know, it must be the NyQuil because you're just feeling really, like, not fitting in your body. Like, it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. 
But you just gotta learn to, to ride with that. So he turns back and he goes to part B of his plan. Cascading water from the shower that had spilled yes. his head. Now yes. just dripping all over his floor as he lumbers back out of his bathroom. Yes, go on. He goes to his freezer to get his Hot Pockets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. When he removes his Hot Pockets from the packages, because you remove them out of the plastic, he is hit with such a stench of aluminum and burnt bread and just the saddest tomato that he has ever smelled. It has never been like this before. Something has sullied this Hot Pocket, or... <laughs> Maybe that's how it's always been. (laughs) He looks down sadly at it. I guess they changed the formula. He carefully uses, reaches up to open the little cardboard thingy that you're supposed to put the hot pocket in. Uh He tears it and stops. He looks at his hands. Yes, this will be about the time that he realizes his hands are now each like a foot across with five inch black claws curling out of his leathery paw pad from a nest of thick, dense white fur. Wow, that stuff's still going. That's pretty good. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump over to your next door neighbor, Mark. Ben, go ahead and tell me a little bit about Mark's morning. He's just rolled out of bed or he's just opening his eyes. He'd just be opening his eyes because, I mean, Mark, no, Mark does. That's a standard wake up. I'll say it's Saturday too. So he's not working today. Mark has a variety of things. He needs to get to the farmer's market, but there's no real rush today. And so he starts getting up and as he does so, he kicks his feet a little bit and just hears a, a tearing sound. Now, this is very worrying because these, these sheets are new. These are these are Egyptian cotton sheets. Not the finest, but, but certainly very good. You put thought into the thread count of these sheets. Exactly. And so Mark is not thrilled about this particular development and is thinking about the returns process. And then he looks down and um, sees that he has cloth. What he sees specifically is sticking up through his fine thread count Egyptian cotton sheets are, again, some very long, very sharp claws out of stubby little bare feet. And I say little, they're not really little. They're actually quite large, but they're little relative speaking, on his powerful, thick, plantigrade leg as he sits up directly in bed and is a bear. Mark is wondering how he's going to use the pour over this morning. This poses a new challenge. Very practical man, Mark. Sometimes, but he likes his little indulgence. Well, and he's going to need that to think about how he's going to get out of the situation, I assume. He will try and disentangle himself from the sheets and move towards the kitchen, lumbering through it. The walls are pretty thin. You think you hear some kind of thumping and clashing about in the apartment next door. I mean, what's new? Yeah, that's fair. Meanwhile, on the other side, Kyle wakes up. Tell me about Kyle, Jared. I don't know how many extremely anxious people you know, but most of the ones I have seen wake up in the morning do a thing where they lay in bed for a period of time sometimes a few minutes sometimes hours but when they finally actually move they like bolt out of their bed as if if they didn't do it in a hurry they would lose momentum and just stay in the bed forever sure that's what kyle does 
minutes. He rolls out of his bed after sitting there staring at the ceiling for a few minutes. Only there's a problem. Normally when he rolls out of bed and he does so literally, his feet just hit the ground and he's standing and he's fine. He has never actually fallen off the bed before and had time to think, holy shit, I'm falling before hitting the ground. Yeah, and he got a good thunk. Yeah. (laughs) Got one of those like rectangular bed, bath and beyond rag rag rugs kind of. Yeah. Like at the foot of the bed or, you know, where, so when you get out, you don't put your feet directly onto the hardwood. And, and when he and lands, he like patted a rug as you think it is. When he looks at his hands, he realizes that, you know, he's tiny gray and fuzzy now. Yes. Stubby, stubby little paw fingers. And yet also incredibly large claws relative to body size in keeping with the rest of the party. Go on. He starts to like move towards his closet, not quite knowing what to do about this. It's Saturday. It's college football day. I'm going to put on my jersey. I'm going to go to the bar and I'm going to hang out with everyone and it's just going to be fine. We're just not going to talk about it. Yeah. And he looks at the jersey, which is now much, much too large for him. I'm pretty sure actually he looks at the handle of the closet door. Sure, realizes he can't actually get in. And then he looks over in the corner where his Oregon's duck mascot is sitting on the windowsill wearing a stuffed animal-sized jersey. And he thinks to himself, okay, you know, needs must. And he walks over to the duck and starts pulling off the stuffed animal-sized jersey and puts it on. And now he has a koala bear wearing an Oregon Ducks jersey. And we're all going to admire Jared's restraint that he didn't go over to the duck and rip out the stuffing and then put the duck on as if it were a mascot fursuit uh, and then go as the duck. Why are we admiring that restraint? Oh my God, so <laughs> I have failed all of our listeners. I would like to issue a deep apology from a personal place. I will do better. Um. Anyway. Okay. Well, there you go. Kyle has rolled out of bed and uh, rather than do any other thing in the morning, his first thought was to go and put on a tiny stuffed animals jersey and get out of the house and go find other people and just pretend like this isn't a problem. Nothing is going on. Nothing is wrong. Why would anything be wrong? So Kyle, I presume, walks to his front door. Yeah. He looks at his shoes, realizes they're way too big for him, Mm -hmm. and then has to, like, push over a footstool in order to be able to get to the lock on his door to leave. Uh, He will find that uh, he's really good at climbing. Uh, actually, that's uh, that's much easier now. This new configuration of legs and center of gravity seems to make that much easier. The claws, claws don't hurt either. Okay, well, Kyle can make it out into the hallway. We're going to pop back over to Pete. Pete, yeah, nothing in your apartment fits. And the longer you go, the longer Pete might start to think that he doesn't actually feel high. He just feels like he's a polar bear in a man-sized apartment. Didn't know claustrophobia was one of the symptoms. (laughs) Okay. Pete will lumber over to the front door, assuming that at least he's still wearing the the t-shirt and pajama bottoms he went to bed in. He's not. He's not, no. To be fair, no one can see anything. He is a polar bear. Yeah. And he, he tries to delicately open the door. 
you can open the door. It's going to take a little bit of trying. Sure. Mainly because his paw, it's a knob, unfortunately. And while it would fit very neatly in a human hand, his paw, like the, the palm of it, is now the size of a human hand with all the fingers spread out. So he may have to push perhaps a little bit more than the door was really prepared for. Sure, sure. But he can slowly bash his way out into the hallway. You see a koala in an Oregon Ducks jersey that maybe you've seen Kyle wear something similar, except it wasn't koala size. The koala appears to be standing by the elevator trying to push a button. The koala will definitely turn towards you and be like, hey, can you help me? Oh my god, you're there. Oh, everyone else can see it too. You're a koala. Yeah. You want to help me with the elevator? Sure, man. And I'll lumber over to him and gently poke the button with one claw. Quickly hopping over to Mark. Well, you've you've managed. It wasn't easy, but you have managed something in the coffee department. Excellent. Mark will attempt to drink it. I assume he gets about a teaspoon in his actual mouth, and even that doesn't stay in there well because it's a freaking bear mouth. Yeah, I think his problem probably was he tried to drink it as if it were, as if he had a human's mouth, and what he ended up doing was sticking his muzzle in there, not remembering that his nose is down there. His (sighs) nose, in fact, is down there before his mouth is. Yeah. And he ends up snorting hot coffee into his face and probably at that point drops the mug. As he drops the mug, he's just got caffeine to the brain. The bear instinct is going to kick in a little bit and he is just going to try and escape. Okay. Well, doors that way. Uh, yeah. kitchen, is, kitchen is right off the main door. So yeah, he will go through the door. This is a shitty apartment door. He absolutely goes directly through that door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is a bear. An entire bear. He's an entire bear. And then as soon as he does that, he looks back and just just sighs. So what Pete and Kyle will see is out of Mark's apartment. And they all generally know one another, usually from all standing in the hallway waiting for the elevator at different points in their lives, whether or not they've ever exchanged many words up to you all. But, you know, the quiet acknowledgement that you are all also people alive here, supposed to be occupying the space at the same time, and kind of gone on. But at this point, there's a bear. There's a black bear with kind of a fringe along its neck and white splash on its chest that looks a little bit like the bat signal. Just kind of thunders out of Mark's apartment, crashes into the narrow hallway. Dude, the landlord's gonna be so pissed. You're never getting your safety deposit back, man. I am a bear. I will deal with that as soon as I have determined why I am a bear and have resolved this issue. Oh, I assume that you're a bear for the same reason I am. I went to a party yesterday and then somebody asked me if I could help them like set up and I just like accidentally spilled the bean dip and I assume that this is just karma for ruining. Did you ruin a party too? Were you there? I left right after I ruined the party. Mark will look over because he really hadn't paid attention to Kevin. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I wasn't at the party yesterday. It being Friday evening, I, I did have to go on on my walk and then spend some time meditating but i did get some coffee man i love bean dip we know there's a ding as the elevator doors open a new problem presents itself who enters the elevator 
Kyle looks very skeptically. Pretty sure that while he's not a problem, the other two together are probably over the maximum weight allowable by this elevator. Pete enters the elevator. <laughs> Pete starts to enter the elevator. <laughs> so Kevin, I have an idea. Would you be willing to ride the elevator back up and then um, assist me in getting down as well? I mean, sure. That'd be I don't cool. know how much help I can be, but I, I'm happy to give it a try, man. Just have Pete pick you up so you can press the buttons because Mark holds up his big bear paws. Um, I can't press the buttons and I, I don't think our friend Pete here can either. Uh, Pete trying to turn around in the elevator to get off him in the elevator. <laughs> it's not a big elevator. Pete is able to get his front part in. I presume kind of going a little slowly, both because he doesn't fit and... Perhaps he's not sure about the capacity. He does seem to be able to go all the way in if he tries, but it's kind of a mush. The elevator does not scream at him. He like sits down and kind of scoots himself sideways into the elevator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Kyle will climb on his back and press the button for him for the ground floor because I am 100% positive he cannot turn around inside that elevator. <laughs> That may be fair. Yeah. So does Mark not ride down with them? No, 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 no. Mark is going to wait until it comes back up. Mark, that that's a lot of bear in a very small, small elevator. That's fair. It's the third floor. He could also probably walk, but yes. Oh. The elevator is just funnier. So you all go to the first floor. It is a little bit of a nerve wracking experience, but technically I did check. He's not overweight for the elevator. And in fact, Mark probably also could have gotten on and it would have been okay. Mark didn't want to be that close to Pete because I mean, that's pretty like. That's correct. He's a polar bear still. That's fine. Yeah. All right. You can all depart and now you're just a polar bear and a koala bear joined shortly by a moon bear leaving the front of your apartment complex you're gonna step out onto a bright and sunny saturday morning uh the birds are singing the sky is blue you think you can hear with your keen ears the farmer's market might be in in swing about a block uh, down the way you can smell the you can smell the fresh foods you can smell the meat cooking there's always a little street food set up a couple of food trucks donut shop down at the farmer's market well some cars are going by the main downtown area it's a nice saturday morning in the little town of laurel grove and it all comes to a shrieking halt when the polar bear the moon bear and the koala all step out of the apartment building right onto the main street square as everyone around immediately stops what they were doing and starts staring slack-jawed some of them reaching for their cell phones go ducks he like stands up on his hind legs a little shakily it's the first time he's done this and he waves people some people just kind of wave back other people a couple of people have realized they don't want to be in this movie and they turn around and they go home this is not their day Somebody who's filming, who saw the koala do the thing, goes, yeah, go ducks. He's still filming. He waves at Pete. How many of those birds do you think are people? Like, how many pigeons in the world used to be Pete? Pete, stay on track. But Do you know anyone who, you're more spiritual, do you know anyone who might know anything about this? And Mark just looks at his paws. 
potentially pete you think that maybe celeste yeah your friend celeste yeah yeah i I think i know someone who knows about these things let's go find her is that the young lady who works at the bowling alley yes you think we're gonna find our answer at the bowling alley excellent Mm -hmm. it's gonna be really hard to bowl like this guys he says looking at his tiny hands yeah he weighs as much as a as a bowling ball now yeah. I think you would have trouble, but I think me and, and Pete here would uh might actually do quite well. The point is not to smash the bowling pins. Well, that might pose a problem, but I wonder if he should have the nachos. <laughs> so you're all walking. It's not far, it's a block or so to the old bowling alley town's not very big and so it's kind of on the edge of this side Uh, and it is an older bowling alley it's got the you know kind of the classic old school neon sign with the that's like a full pin that has the outline of neon daytime the sign is off it's advertising some some cosmic bowling it's advertising a couple of different other theme nights it's a little bit early for like any actual bowling to be going on the morning saturday bowling probably will start getting into full swing at around 10 at this point it's a small town and celeste who is a bowler herself knows everybody who would be coming in to bowl so while it's probably not technically open yet there are people who will be there who have nothing else that they want to do more on a saturday morning than kick back in an otherwise quiet bowling alley and just casually toss some balls down the lane and she lets them do that so you can walk in there might be an initial struggle with the push bar door insofar as you only have to push so hard but you can all manage to get inside the bowling alley again a little bit age on this place but overall well-loved age the big red puffy seats they've largely been preserved and and there are some places where you i mean it's not like they're duct tape patches but sections where maybe there was a puncture had been replaced and so that's a slightly different shade of red than the rest of it the sounds of squeaking shoes that would normally fill this at a at a later point it's pretty quiet in here relatively speaking occasionally the pop of some pins falling over a little bit of muffled chatter from the far end but otherwise not a lot going on you can see to the left of you at the entrance you would normally hand over your shoes and pick up bowling shoes front desk you see celeste there Celeste is a woman in her 40s. She's got her hair tied up. It's got a little bit of a natural curl in it. She looks like she is got a lot on her mind, but you know, she's worked here for a while. She's got the towel over one shoulder. She's got her name tag on. She is spraying down some bowling shoes, just getting ready for the day. And then she looks up and she's seen a lot of shit because, you know, you do. <laughs> yeah, bowling alleys, yeah. She just stopped. Hi. Um, hi. Morning. Hello. Uh, hey there. Uh, well, I guess I haven't heard anything about a circus in town, and, uh, well, I guess you can talk, so you here to bowl, or? Do you know anything about how we would possibly transform back? Transform back? 
we're really people. I mean, we're well, we're really bears, but we were people. Well, you're. I mean, even bears are people. I mean, the, the personhood is uh, is more of a that's a that's a spiritual concept. Whether or not you are human is a very different oh. idea than whether you or not you are people. I have a problem. Can you tell her what's what's your problem? What's your problem, hon? I don't know what my shoe size is anymore. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we stock shoes for... Now, see, would you want two shoes or would you want four shoes? Actually, hold on. Let's back up, back up. What what, what did you say your other problem was? The problem where you couldn't turn back into humans? So, how about this? We would love to bowl, but before we can bowl, our feet need to be human-sized. And in order for us to be have human-sized feet, the rest of us must be turned back into our previous form of being a human. That's our objective. Is that Mark in the with a C, yes. I could have sworn I remember you from the PTA meetings. Yeah, this hasn't improved the situation much, has it? Anyway, so not to be so condescending, I, I yes, I think I have a solution for you all. Oh, wonderful. It's possible that you've all been cursed. It's possible that you've all been called to some kind of purpose and you are going to have to serve that purpose as bears. I don't know. It really depends on the way that you particularly commune with the universe, what your worldview is as relates to this particular matter. But here's what we're going to say. For our purposes, if you don't want to be the way that you are now, your best shot is to go to the old shrine in the woods at the edge of town and make a request. But I would probably say it might, particularly if this was done to you by another entity, go better for you is if someone vouched for you. Does that make sense? Because mm. think of it, if this was a curse, right, what's the function of a curse? The function of a curse is to reframe a particular situation for an individual to force them to perceive the world in a new way, thus that they should learn a lesson in order to uh, help them escape whatever limiting mindset put them into the situation that got them cursed in the first place, right? So if you've been cursed, someone ought to speak on your behalf to get you uncursed. Do you do that? You know, I'd love to. I got kind of a tight schedule schedule this morning as it happens like I, I'm here doing this when I really I have to go to the post office you know we don't stop the kind of uh, you, you're not interested the uh, point is I really want to get to the post office but I'm not going to be able to do that till later this afternoon anyway to pick up a package and because we've got a group of early birds coming in here and what would it take for us to free up your schedule to vouch for us? well if you were willing to hold the desk until probably about 10 because Darlene gets here at 10 and Darlene can take over there there's going to be, I know we don't open at 10, but you know, Martha and, and the girls, they love to bowl and I love to let them do it just because they're, they're good customers. They're going to be in here in probably about 20 minutes. And I have a package waiting for me at the post office, but that's a couple towns over and you know. If you could tell us what needs to be done, we'd be happy to take over the desk. Really? Well, I mean, if you would, yeah. Well, here, let me walk you through it. And she begins to kind of do a quick overview of the day. For her purposes right now, she doesn't need you all to do anything, you know, super crazy. You don't all have to worry about, like, the early birds who are in here. She knows all of them. Darlene will take their money when Darlene comes, if they are to pay anything at all. She doesn't need you to work the register or anything. She needs all the shoes organized by size. 
she needs to make sure that nothing goes wrong with the pin machine in the back, or if anything does go wrong, that somebody hits the big red button to make sure nobody's, you know, loses a finger in there. And she needs somebody to just make sure that the snack bar in the back is stocked and organized and ready for 10 o'clock. Pretty easy, pretty achievable. We can do for humans. I mean, one human has got to be equal to a third of a bear or the other way around. I mean, we, we can figure it out. I shouldn't do the snack bar. I should do the snack bar, says the koala. Oh, well, honey, if you're a bit peckish, then it's all right. No, I'm just afraid that they might accidentally smash all your food. They're not exactly, um, you are delicate. How about I just leave this all in your capable hands and, um, Darlene will get here when she can, as soon as she can. Like I said, you'll probably run into Darlene before you run into me, but I will be back by this afternoon. It's just, you know how it is that things got mixed up and... Anyway, so it'll be a little while. We will happily do this if you vouch for us. Okay, deep. Well, best of luck to you all. And all right. And she will leave all her, leave her things, you know, get her purse, and she is out the door. And you are all at the helm of this bowling alley. A couple of the early birds in the far side have looked up and noticed, but it looks like they're three quarters of a bowling team, and they have also decided that they've seen crazier things. So they keep going. They probably have. <laughs> Things are quiet for that first 20 minutes, but another set of professional bowlers uh, is going to show up. Looks like they're wearing a different uniform than the early birds who were already here, but there are more of them. They're chatting happily, cheerfully, talking amongst themselves. They all have their own shoes, so they don't need to get shoes from you, but they do. There, There is some eyeballing you, but not quite as much stink eye as there is stink eyeing the other professional bowlers that are already here. So, why don't you guys tell me about how Pete, Mark, and Kyle handle running this bowling alley and the simple tasks put in front of them for the next hour and a half. Okay, we've got a problem, guys. Yes. And I might have a solution. Our problem, a good third of the tasks we are supposed to do, I don't think you all can do because I don't know how the hell either of you are going to fit next to the pin setting machine or even get back there. And I don't know how you're going to work the snack bar. So my idea, and I don't know if it's a good one, but it's the only one I have. Right, Pete, like a war bear between places? Well, I mean, that's also a pretty good idea. It is really hard to get places right now for me. It's a lot tiring, more tiring to walk around than it used to. No. So my idea... I think we should get the people to do it for us. And how would we do that? I mean, who doesn't want to pet some cute bears, man? We turn this into a bribing petting zoo kind of situation. Oh. That's a phrase I never thought I'd hear again. Again? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be real. If you were somewhere at 10 o'clock in the morning and a couple of bears were like, hey, do you want to pet me? All you got to do is organize some snacks. Who wouldn't say yes? I wouldn't. But. You wouldn't say yes? No, I would not. Weird. Well, anyway, but yes. What if I station myself here at the counter? I think I can handle giving out the shoes for anyone who needs. And they can come up and do you want to give them tickets or something? Like from, like for the games? And they can use that for pets? Sure. And I can do simple tasks. We can trade activity for petting. I love it. Some of those old lady bowlers who are here early look really lonely. I bet they would totally do some like minor organizing tasks if it meant they could pet something soft. Looking over at the older women who are bowling, they actually look like they are supremely focused on their sport. (laughs) 
Yeah. Look, we've already established that I am not a good read of character. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've always heard the the silver wave has done real well here. The what? The silver wave, the lady, the old lady bowlers. Oh wow, that's a great name. I wonder how they came up with that. I don't know. You should ask them when you are getting them to pet you. I have a backup plan. If they don't want pets, if they don't think pets are a good idea, then we could totally get you guys to throw their competitors off their game. I bet it would be harder to focus on bowling if there's a polar bear growling at you from you know, the sitting area. I love that idea. You know what also we can do? If if they refuse to participate, we can just um, smack their bowling balls off of the bowling lane. I think we could do that stuff. But then they may not come back here, and that might make Celeste pretty angry. As long as she vouches for us, we can resolve all of it once we're human again. That's how we get cursed a second time. I would like to limit my cursing to just the once, please. Okay, okay. I'm going to go check and see where the button is back there in the pen machine. She definitely made sure to show you where the button is, and it is right next to the door on the wall. It is very easy to find. For safety purposes, the way to turn off all the machines doesn't require anyone to get up into the guts of any dangerous finger-eating machines. The trick is just, if something does go wrong, someone is there to hit the button. Okay. So, there's really just two stations that we need to man. The button and the snack stand, right? And the shoes. But, like I said, I think we can get the old ladies to man them for us. I love this idea. Let's try that. Should we go over there as a crew of bears, or do you want to handle this as as the small, cute one? I can try that. Pete, what did you say the name was again? The Silver Wave. I wonder what a plural of bears is. Bear? No, like, you know, Parliament of Owls. Oh. What the proper name for a group of bears is? I have no idea. Pete, this is... Why you never graduated? Oh, snap! I never graduated because I lived in the student dorm, and then it wasn't the student dorm anymore, so I couldn't be a student. (laughs) That's a great answer. So what I'm hearing is that Kyle goes down to uh, approach the competitive bowling teams down at the far end of the alley. Jared. Yes. Why don't you give me... I know that I said we're going to do rolls at the point where we initiate tasks, but I also said each of you are going to roll. So it doesn't matter if you all roll at the same time or if I just have one of you roll at a time. Yeah, that seems fair. And I am doing a, a task semi on my own at the moment. Yes, and so you will make a roll, and then at a different juncture here shortly, the other two will make a roll. And based on your relative successes, we will discuss what happens. Like so it. yeah, Kyle can go down. Here is your very important role for me, Jared. Mm-hmm. Your difficulty is five, because while being a koala is not going to impede your ability to do this, it requires you to interpret interpret the situation in front of you, which you've already indicated is not Kyle Strongsuit. Excuse me, fine ladies of the bowling alley. My name is Kyle and I am temporarily a koala bear. I could use your help because I am partially in charge of this place. I would like to exchange petting my adorable softness for some simple manual labor. Who's interested? 
go ahead and make that roll. I got a four. You got a four. Well, so go ahead and take your frustration point as the person who had started, like she hadn't started going yet. So she kind of stops and joins the others and kind of looking at you suspiciously. Like we're not here to do any organizing or cleaning or anything for in exchange for petting any softness. We're here to get ready for the championship. And if you're not going to offer to help us with that, we're busy. He just looks very sad and then walks away. They go back to bowling. He definitely does not have an answer to that. <laughs> Turns out they're uh, professionals and athletes and uh, they're here to focus on their sport and not petting a weirdly speaking koala bear. He really thought that was going to work and now he's got no plan. <sighs> <laughs> so let's swap over to Mark. Ben, what did you say Mark was doing? Or Mark he was is doing? manning the the shoes table. Okay. So what she'd said that she needed was she needs these. They need to be they need to be cleaned and organized. So you know, one pile they you know returned from the last time it was open. They need to have the spray put on them and they need to be put in the right size with their proper partner. Is going to initially try and use the spray bottle like the spray bottle is supposed to be you. You know, pressing down with a claw while holding it on the other paw. And he's going to realize that that's not functional. She might have a trigger one just because she does this all day and that's just easier than the button. But still, it he doesn't really have fingers per se. So Mark has a new plan. Mark's going to find the pressurized canister and he's going to pick it up and puncture it using both of his paws claws and just shake it over the accumulated shoes. Just to clarify what's going on. You've got the spray so the spray bottle itself it's it's like it's an aerosol can yes right and she's yep. got a few of these you yep. know and it's so his plan is to just just to puncture the aerosol can yes over the shoes correct over like the pile of shoes correct okay did you want to tell me what the rest of the plan we're still gonna roll to enact it but do you yes. want to Tell me what theoretically the rest of your plan is. Then organizing the shoes can be done with bear claws. You just kind of slide a claw into each shoe. Use them like shoe racks. And then you just match them up. Boom, boom. There you go. And you just slide them out in their little cubbies. Okay, sure. Why don't you go ahead and give me... A roll. Give me a roll. Using the metric that I have already put out there, this is not something that's necessarily difficult. He is capable of destroying this aerosol canister. So I think that's a four. I like it. Got a five. All right. So what we're going to say, because you didn't fail, is that he at least has the idea to put the shoes in like a garbage bag and then put the canister in with them and then pop it in the garbage bag. I'm just pointing out that Kyle is having an experience that he has a lot in his life, which is he looks at an absolutely idiotic idea that somebody else had that is working out for them perfectly and compares <laughs> it to what he thinks is a completely intelligent, reasonable idea he had that it failed utterly and then just sighs at his life. 
you gotta think with bear logic. It's like the videos of the grizzly bears that have been acclimated to food and some moron left a peanut butter bar on the dashboard of their car at a park. PSA, don't fucking do that. And they're just like pressing on it with their whole weight and you see the glass bowing and and then shattering, and then they're in the car. Bear solutions to bear problems. He has come up with a bear solution to a human problem. He is able to keep his claws from puncturing the bag, so even though the bag definitely does not fully contain it, it does burst and sizzle and inflate the bag suddenly in his face as it fills with the aerosol. There is an explosive kzzzle sound, but it was all relatively contained, didn't go shooting off anywhere. And when he opens it, he definitely thinks that he sprayed <laughs> sprayed all of the shoes that were in the bag. There is some spray on each and every shoe. Each shoe is dripping with sanitizer, exactly as you intended. <laughs> Pete needs to man the button. Yes. So Pete goes to the doorway that leads from the back. And he turns around and he slowly backs himself through the doorway. So he's standing half in the back and then half out front where he can see everyone bowling. He thinks to himself, Accumulated Shoes is a great band name. He waits to see if he needs to press the button. Good for Pete. Polar Bear sits there. We didn't think the easy task, but he... (laughs) Inevitably, when he does need to press the button, he uh, wiggles his butt so it's it's big enough that it can hit the button from where he is. Why don't you go ahead and make a roll? And remember, since we're going best two out of three with success on tasks, this will determine success at the bowling alley. Oh, man. Uh, Because Pete has set for him the bar of stand there and don't break anything, we're going to give you a four difficulty. The reason we are still making your roll is because I will make things go wrong if it breaks. I got a five. You got a five. I didn't break anything. There is a moment. There is a moment when he realizes he's kind of standing near the door. He has a pretty good view of what's going on in the rest of the bowling alley. He also has a pretty good view of the seating area over to the side. And he realizes that whoever was cleaning up last night missed a couple of gummy bears that got wedged under one of the seats. It's kind of in the cushion and you can smell them and just kind of see the gelatinous glistening. Someone was clearly sitting right there and they fell out of a pocket and got wedged between the back of the seat and the cushion and melted just a little bit in the crease there. And you can smell them. They're right there. Gelatinous glisten is also a great band name. (laughs) But the point is, he's able to keep himself from wiggling too much in his desire to go get those gummy bears that he doesn't accidentally hit the button and make everything stop. He is able to successfully stand there and break nothing. Huzzah. Huzzah. Okay, now the snacks never get organized unless we're gonna cycle back around to Kyle. Do you wanna do you wanna try again with the snacks? Kyle tried to do something spectacular, which always Kyle's first desire. Mm -hmm. And now Kyle's going to do what Kyle always settles on when the super special thing he tried to do doesn't actually work, which is he's just going to go organize the snacks and mutter to himself about how unfair life is. Dang. Uh, 
He's going to uh, use his tiny little claws and he's going to climb over every shelf. And it's probably going to be pretty easy because his little body is actually made for this. It's just going to be tiring. And he's very frustrated because wouldn't it have been cool to have a petting zoo at the bowling? Uh, uh, okay. I will point out, they gave him an opportunity. Did, did I miss something? No, they gave him an opportunity. He just had to come up with a way to help him turn it. Yeah. He, so he goes and he organizes the snacks. Yeah, do you want me to make a roll? Hot, no, you've already rolled. You're good. He'll just dejectedly organize the snacks. Cool. Sick koala over there in the middle of those small bags. Yeah, just making sad koala noises. Like, sad whining noises. Eventually, Darlene, young woman, blonde, she's in her uniform and arrives, and she, when the uh, bowlers who are already here, they see her come in, and a few of them wave, and she waves back, and she turns around and looks behind the desk where Celeste is normally standing, and there is, in fact, a bear carefully sliding the last pair of shoes onto the shoe rack with his claws tucked up under the tongues of the laces. And there is a koala bear climbing on the snack rack, appears to be muttering darkly to itself. And over to the side, she sees a polar bear with a huge glob of spit just kind of on (laughs) as he stares with his his lower canines visible hungrily at where he knows there's a snack that's been tormenting him for an hour, but he has not left his post. And she screams because that's what you do in this situation. It drops her stuff, <laughs> screams a bit, screams again because it's still here, kind of looks at the others in the bowling alley who just kind of look at her like, you know, I mean, we've been here. Like, I don't know what your problem is. And they could go back to what they were doing. Look at you all. Celeste? She Celeste? Had to go, she had to go drop off some mail. Oh. oh. Hi. This is a koala waving from the snack station. <laughs> Hi. Oh, okay. And she puts you in charge? Yes. Mark will look over from, yes, she did. Oh, okay. We're, we're working as a collective. Well, why was, did you, okay. Well, I can take over now. Thank you for your help. Yeah, she just wanted us to watch till you got here. Okay, that's great. Yeah, great. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm here now. Thank you. Thank you. As a quick question uh-huh. before we leave. Okay. Wouldn't you think that a petting zoo in exchange for minor tasks is a good idea? Like if someone asked you to do something like really simple, but said that you could pet some cute stuff in response, wouldn't you do it? Kyle. Were you the cute thing that you were suggesting? I mean, one of them. I think Pete's pretty cute too. Wow. I, I don't I don't rate. Well, I don't think that people generally like being offered the opportunity to pet someone by the person who's talking to them. Like, for instance, if you weren't a koala, you well, see what I'm saying? Who wants to pet a dude in their 20s? That doesn't even make sense. And so when a koala sounds like a dude in their 20s, it just doesn't, you know? Whatever. I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> and then he'll just walk out. Okay. Uh, she goes <laughs> behind. She starts to go behind the bar and then backs up and kind of like awkwardly lets Mark come out from behind and then goes behind there and then watches Pete like a boat. Lumber <laughs> out. Yep. <laughs> Just three bears triumphantly yet somewhat dejectedly leaving. <laughs> oh man, I have this bumper sticker. What? Triumphant but dejected? You have that bumper sticker? 
No, a bunch of bears walking in our line. Um, Whoa. That is actually a bumper sticker. Out of character, is that a bumper sticker you have? Is that a real thing? Is no. That a so joke? It's, okay. it, it's, it's not a bumper sticker I have. It is a bumper sticker, however, that is associated with, with pot. It's a Grateful Dead bumper sticker. Oh, yeah, those aren't bears. I mean, yes, those are bears, but those aren't like bears' bears. See, I was thinking about a different one. I was thinking about, because there's a, isn't there another? There's like a relatively famous bear that like has been recognized by a number and has been a success, has raised a number of cubs successfully. And like, I feel like there are bumper stickers of her. You know what? I'm just being a nerd at this point. It's fine. I love that you're talking about a real bear. This has been a great session. I don't even, I don't don't even know what game we're playing, but I'm having a great time. (laughs) Playing bears. It's bears. It's bears, guys. It's fine. All right. Uh, Where do we want to go yes. next, boys? You're outside. Uh, why, don't, why don't you chat amongst yourselves for a moment? You've successfully, theoretically, done the thing that you were asked to do. Well, we. What now? She has said that she would vouch for us. So, is this the way forward? Do we have to help people with things? I mean, we have to get people to vouch for us, I guess. I just hope that the next group of people is more reasonable and willing to think outside the box. <sighs> understand what do you think um where do you think our next job should be i I mean that's up to you guys i mean i hate to say it but i'm pretty sure that the guys at the sports bar always need help why don't we do that why don't we go there that yeah you can cheer you up a little bit yeah okay well fortunately it's not far to the sports bar it is however 10 a.m and it doesn't open until noon But you can go, and uh, as you're walking over, presumably to check the sign, you do hear from inside. It's dark. You can kind of peer through the front windows into it, and it's like, it's not a very well-lit place to begin with, because obviously... The lights are relatively low, so staff can see what they're doing as they're walking around, but people can see the TVs. That's why they're here, right? But right now, all the TVs are off, and it looks like some of the lights are on in the back when you hear a loud crash and a yell of frustration from inside. There there does also seem to be a string of words, but it, it's hard to make out detail. So it sounds like there's someone in distress inside. I bet that's Rachel. That sounds like Rachel. We gotta go help her. It does sound like Rachel. Okay, well, you're all standing outside the door, which is locked, listening to the sounds of distress from inside. We will rush in like a team of action bears. Well, do we break the door or do we knock politely? Kyle would bang on the door first and see if he gets a response before deciding that he needed to have one of his burly friends smash their way in. Kyle's able to bang on the door. It rattles a bit and without needing to break it down, he will see after a moment, probably just before he's about to say we need to do something else, he sees the shadow of a person sort of backlit in the back, kind of stick their head out of one of the back rooms and then hustle over to the front door and then realize that the who's standing in front of the door, you all, but kind of steps over and kind of peeks out and unlocks it and wearing, um, wearing gloves and uh, with her hair tied back. And this is Rachel. She works at the bar. She kind of opens it, peeks her head out, kind of looks at polar bear, the moon bear, and down to koala bear and says, well, I only know one Ducks fan. Rachel, are you okay? Yeah, it's me. We heard you screaming. P.S. I'm a bear. 
Well, not really. I guess you're a koala. And she kind of opens the door more. Uh, no, I, I gotta, oh shit. You can start to see and hear now that you're inside running water. The door that is open, it's, it's a door down to what's probably like a basement storage area, kind of under main floor of it but the door is in the back there and it's definitely running water coming from over there i was doing some cleaning up and i just got here and everything that i tried to do i thought i was turning it off but i guess i wasn't and now it's worse and it's deeper and i have to call the plumber i have to get some supplies let us take a look Rach, if we help you with this, will you vouch for us? What? I, I what, like give if, you if vouchers we solve this, for will the. You, will you say that we're decent to to help change us back into humans? To say tell. We've been cursed, and we've been told that if we do good deeds, we can get uncursed. I mean, become people again. Was it was it Pete who told you that? Like Pete, the guy from. No, I didn't tell them that. Oh shit, Pete! Hi, sorry. Hey, Pete. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll tell anyone you want me to tell that you're good people. Great. Thank you. Here's the thing. Let me show you. And and she'll kind of lead you all down to the basement. Like she has got some stuff, like there's some old furniture down here and she'll kind of hop from the stairs onto an old chair because there is water that has pooled and she'll kind of gesture across. You can turn it off over there and you can see where it is fortunately the, the pipe is burst. It is an inflow pipe. Valve. It has burst on the house side of the street connection. So it can be turned off. The knob for the valve can be turned off and it will stop the flow of water before the break, if that makes sense. Okay. So so she she will gesture at it. The break is spurting. She's like, I don't want to get my shoes and pants. I can can one of you get that oh, yeah, real yeah. quick? Pete will start to wa- wade into the water because he's a polar bear, and honestly, he probably doesn't even feel wet. Yeah, yeah it's barely <laughs> waiting for him. His feet are kind of covered. That's it. It's a bit. It's like a little valve, but you know he can get it. Fit one of his claws into the space on the inside and just. <laughs> The pipe gives an upsetting creak as he gingerly as possible uses his polar bear strength, but he's able to close the valve. After a little bit, water stops spraying from the break, and it is now quiet. There's no more running water. There's just four inches of water in the basement with the storage. And she looks around at it and just kind of looks defeated. (laughs) I was going to run out. There's there was a flash sale at the garden center. I was going to run out. It's going to end in like 30 minutes. No, uh, you, you go for it. We got that. We, we will make excellent mops. What? Mops? We could probably soak up the water pretty good. Like clean up the mess in here? I don't know that that's... Okay, well, I probably shouldn't just leave, but I need a new rain barrel. It's fine. We got yeah, this. Yeah, we got... Yeah, just leave, let us take care of it. Okay. Yeah, I won't be more than an hour. It's just a quick... Okay. Okay. I'll be back. Just be careful. Okay. And she heads up the stairs real quick. And she she's gone. really desperate. Hey, okay. It's a good <laughs> rain barrel and it's on sale. High quality rain barrel. High quality rain barrel. It's got the grate and everything. The spigot's already in it. Okay. So we need to clean this up. And we need to somehow solve the break. 
you may not have to salt the break. <laughs> she oh. might prefer if you didn't salt the break. Oh, we can't like bear weld it together. Yeah, I think we should just focus on cleaning up the mess and not try and do, I don't know, plumbing as bears. In terms of mess, this is water intake. This is not anything out of the house. You're just standing in water can, from the main. Can Mark just essentially dog roll, like do the happy puppy dog roll on the ground to soak up a bunch of water? Four inches of water. You can, yes, but it is four inches of water in this basement. You're not any of you. Not even you with your hollow fur. I see you <laughs> over there with your bare facts. I have bare facts too. You're not soaking up this water. Oh. Yeah, my bare facts are more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Pete will go around, probably like feeling the floor with his paws, try and find a drain down here. There might be an outflow drain, but it's not supposed to be used a lot. If he were to feel around, what is he looking for to try and find an outflow drain? How much time does he spend looking for drains in basements? Well, he probably just starts walking around and doing this while the others are talking about what they want to do and how to clean it up. See if he can find it before they come to a better place plan than him. <laughs> Before we abandon Bears' mops plan. I mean, we could siphon the water. It'd probably be the same as siphoning gas. <laughs> so as he goes, he is able to see there is, well, feel it really. There is a slight slope. So like a very slight with the intention of if water pools here, it will go to a central location. He gets the impression that that drain itself might work, but it will probably have to be cleared out. It, sure. The drain is unfortunately not in great working order. When it was called upon, it fell short. That's the story, unfortunately, for this drain. Hey guys, I found a drain. Is it stopped up? Well, the water's not going down it, so yeah, I guess. Hmm. Looks like you might be able to unscrew it. Like, uh, the top, the great bit. Yeah, great. I can use my dexterous little fingers to open it, and then we can see if you can use your big fat bear paws I like to this. pull out this whatever's like in there. a good plan. Your bear paws will not fit in that great, you know that, <laughs> You're looking at that great. Your bear paws won't fit in that great. You're like, that is not a Your good bear plan. muzzle will barely fit in that great. <laughs> will probably not fit in that great. Well, first step, let's open it. Jared, I think you had volunteered that Kyle would try to open this great with his dexterous little koala fingers. That is a thing he is willing to attempt. He believes in himself. Does he want to use his fingers to do this? That seems like it was a leading GM question of like, you have something better than your finger. If I do, I don't know what it is. Do I not have the necessary koala facts? for this. The qualifications. <laughs> wow. You are in a full-ass working establishment. There is a screwdriver in this building somewhere. <laughs> but if you'd like to use your claws, you may. I'm just giving you that for free. I'm Because I am kind, I am telling you, if he looked, <laughs> he could probably find a screwdriver. <laughs> I guess. Sure. We can be boring about this. <laughs> that way I don't have to tell you it's a higher difficulty because unfortunately your delicate koala claws, while long and sharp, are not in the shape of a Phillips head. Yeah, that's what you think. That's my koala facts for the night. Your claws are not shaped like Phillips. You get a screwdriver, you come back to the drain, roll a die. <laughs> it's a four because you have the most hand-like hands and you are using a tool. <laughs> this is a chaos engine.
It is. That's what's so beautiful about it. Unfortunately, I get a four. You got a four. Well, that's what you needed. You needed a four. Oh, I know. Uh-huh. I say unfortunately because I was hoping we were going to see a frustrated koala scream. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, we have a koala being useful. Later, perhaps, Kyle is able to unscrew the top of the drain and jimmy it. it like, there's probably a little rust. There's probably a little clay because Virginia, everything's got clay in it. Uh, and you're able to lift it free. So, yeah, the drain's still stopped up. Can I find, like, a mop? Yes, you can find a mop. Much like the screwdriver, this is a whole-ass working establishment. Right. They have a mop. <laughs> I would like to take the handle of the mop and try and prod in the drain. Kind of like the dog with the, like, the really big stick. Yeah. Sure. Because that, that is the extent of my tool-using prowess right now. Do you want this to be your roll? Mm-hmm. It could be. Go ahead and make your roll. This is going to be a five. Sure. I got a six. Okay, cool. You get a six. So we're at two successes so far on the meta side. But yeah, Pete is able to use the mop. It, it's a little bit hard to manipulate it until he remembers it's not about your hand. It's about making a connection with the object in order to fully convey your desired motion through it. So what you do instead is you kind of position it between your paws and then you just bite the mop head, which is a much easier way. You can start putting all the like heavy musculature in your neck and your sagittal crest and like to work. And he does start to feel something pop. It feels like it wasn't necessarily a thick blockage. Like there wasn't a bunch of grit in the mm-hmm. pipe. It Potentially some one piece had kind of just gotten wedged sure. and it like a flake of something and just you're able to crash it through. Sure. And you'll hear the as it starts to begin. It will start to to drain. Yeah. It's a slow process. Now, I will also say the basement still looks like it has until very recently very rapidly been filled with four inches of water. So there's still stuff to do in here if you wanted to do any more cleaning. But for the moment, the water appears to be draining away. I like it. Do you all just stare at Pete? Yes. Wondering why Pete is doing nothing except have a Batman shape. No. No, that's mean... that's Mark. I'm Pete, Pete is the one who's, Who you know, three inch long teeth. You can now see glistening in the light from the swinging bulb as he grips this mop head. I'm sitting there holding my screwdriver looking very proud of myself. <laughs> Plop down on your little koala butt in the four inches of water with your screwdriver. Yeah, I helped, guys. I don't know what you <laughs> You've done your cool. part. Yeah, I'm looking at the one person who hasn't helped yet. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, man. Well, it's still a mess in here, just FYI. But it, all the water is gone, right? Yes, the water appears to be draining, but like... I had a really This place was idea. used for storage. So there's a bunch of stuff that's now wet. Floor is still going to be wet. There's grit and crap because it splashed up onto the walls and like every basement's walls got spider webs and stuff. I will say that Kyle has far too much social anxiety and shame to sit there feeling proud of himself for more than about a minute. <laughs> and then he's going to get up and, and try and help and just like move stuff higher off shelves and things that need to be dried, put them in a situation 
situation where they can dry, maybe take them upstairs and put them in sunlight or under a fan. The bar towel and like dab at the floor. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's really not big enough to do much more than that. (laughs) I can be like, oh, look, all of these bar towels will get moldy if they're here. I'm going to go put them all on the top rack of the shelf where they can at least hang dry. It might not be much, but it's what my little climby heart can do. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Hmm. So there's there's stuff to sort. Does Mark look on and and generally help with the with the sorting and the drying of things? Yeah, I think that's what he's gonna do. You know, and the stuff that doesn't look like it it needs to be customer facing, he will use his body to dry. Like he'll just like rub it on himself. He is very plush. I like this idea. He's able between by their powers combined, they're able to get like the chairs that look like they would normally be upstairs if they need to get pulled in for like some other kind of function. They're able to get them up where they can dry and they are now relatively dry. Maybe they have some fur on them, but that's that's better than water, right? Exactly. I'm glad you understand. I do understand. Hopefully Um, bears aren't allergenic. I don't know. I mean, I have a suspicion that there are people out there who are allergic to bears and have never found out because there are only specific circumstances in which you will find that out. And you don't want to be in any of them. I mean, they're about to learn. Some people are about to realize they are a little bit sniffly when they sit down in that chair, but they probably will not connect it to anything. They will never know why. They will never know why. Turns out I'm allergic to bears. I mean, to be Actually, fair. Actually, we'll never know about ourselves. As allergies go, that's perfectly fine because if you're ever in a situation <laughs> where that's important, it won't matter. Yeah, you've got much bigger problems. Unless you live in Alaska. Even then, you've got Got bigger problem. It might come up more often. If you're close enough to a bear, you shouldn't be that close to a bear. We all agree. You know, and also don't leave shit in your car when you go to the park. This has been advice from Starting Equipment Podcast. <laughs> okay, what's up next, boss? All right, so you have, through some clever thinking, managed to get the drain unstuck. The floor, well, it's no longer submerged. Uh, the water drained out through the lower drain. She's going to need to get somebody else to look at that pipe, but just in terms of getting the water out and getting the furniture that is most likely to be water damaged out, you guys have succeeded. Huzzah! About the time that you guys are finishing up, conveniently, Rachel will get back and she will poke her head down to the... I mean, she sees the chairs that you guys rescued from the water downstairs and she pokes her head down there and she's like, you guys did it? I didn't even realize that that drain works. I don't know what I thought it was. It works now. But this has never come up before. Yeah. Well, I'll call someone to take a look at the pipe, but I appreciate it. Thank you. And I will be sure to tell people that you guys are good we just need you to go down to the the temple at the edge of town oh if you okay. could and then basically sure. go into the temple and say that we're good people just put a little note on the wishing well then yeah that'd be great oh oh yeah okay sure yeah i can do that well thank you all uh, i'm gonna start calling plumbers hopefully i'll see you later if you know i'm a person again before the dex game yes if not uh, i might skip this one uh to be fair i think i think everybody would nobody would mind um if you were there wearing your tiny adorable ducks jersey you know i don't know you might have to just express that you don't want to be passed around like a beach ball but don't worry like (laughs) We'll make sure that nobody is rude. I appreciate that. You're always looking out. She gives you finger guns and then continues standing there a little awkwardly because she is in her place of business and you are three bears. And we need to leave. (laughs) Mark will happily start walking out. 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> cool. Because she is in her place of business and you are three bears. That is, yeah. It's very true. <laughs> so, okay. You have well, summed you, up the situation accurately. All right. Well, you guys step back out onto the street. It is it is the day proper at this point, you know, getting around toward noon and approaching afternoon probably at this point. There are a few more people on the street. You definitely get some looks and some people kind of walking the other way, but it's a little bit later in the day. So it's a little bit less. I haven't had my coffee yet. This is too much for me, for me to deal with emotionally. So more people are just ignoring you a little bit. Next door to the sports bar is the uh, Grove Video and Tan Shop. They also sell electronics there of various kinds. There is a kid sitting out front there on the curb. He's got a basketball, giant glasses with the thick glass just staring at you guys because he's pretty sure you guys are all bears and he's like 12. He knows that weird shit happens, but at the same time, this may be one of his first direct brushes with weird shit. He's kind of looking at you all and looking at the surrounding adults and like nobody else seems to be screaming. So he's kind of willing to go with it. Also, the koala's in a duck's jersey. So maybe this is fine. He looks like he's still trying to make up his mind. He's only 12, but this may be fine. That's kind of the attention you're getting. Kyle will definitely look at him and be like, hey, man, you okay? Like, if Weirwood's bothering you, don't worry. We're like actually people. It's fine. Hello. You can see him turning over in his expression, trying to decide, does that make me feel better? <laughs> is it fine that the koala is talking to me? That's legit. And like he kind of okay. eventually drugs said, I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting for the video store to open. Wait, if you guys were pe- if you guys were humans, why are you not now? Was it a win? He kind of. I'm pretty sure it was the NyQuil. You drank NyQuil? Mark tries to give him a look, but bare faces aren't designed to give him a look, so he just ends up staring at him. Kyle will definitely step in. Nervously kind of bounces his basketball in front of him. Like <laughs> Kyle will try and fill the void with something that isn't drug related. Okay. I'm pretty sure that I accidentally upset a party host and ruined their big party, and I think that they wish something bad to happen to me. Personal advice, next time you go to a party, make sure you don't spill the bean dip. Also, never annoy your barista at uh, Starbucks. Why would you annoy a barista? They work really hard. <sighs> yes, they do. They do. They work very, very hard and we should all be very tolerant of small but very important mistakes, shouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Well, so so this is permanent then because of the NyQuil and the bean dip? No. Apparently, if we get enough people to say that we're good people now and we don't do things with NyQuil, then we can be people again. So is there anything we can do to help you out? And he kind of shrugs. I mean, well, you guys want to guys wanna play basketball? Sure. Why not? Kyle, I'm going to be <laughs> really bad at basketball, but I'll play. Do you? Okay. I can be the ref. Do you have a hoop? There's one down the road because there's the there's the sort of grassy area around the water treatment facility down, down the road a ways. There's a little blacktop there. Somebody put up a hoop there. Excellent. You can go down there. Sure. Yeah. You all can play and I'll ref. Okay. The image of a koala refing for two bears and a 12-year-old to play basketball together is pretty good. So, up. so actually, um, let's let's huddle up, guys. And uh, me too? Or? No, uh, just just one one second. Kevin? Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm Kevin. 
Yes, sweet. Okay, so Kyle, Kyle, uh-huh. what I need you to do is you need to be playing. We're going to play two on two, and you're going to guard Kevin. You want to get what I'm going at? Well, I don't think we should patronize the boy. That seems like just how I got cursed to begin with. Social rudeness is how I ended up in this mess to begin with. But then he could feel good about his basketball skills and say that we're good. <laughs> that feels very manipulative. I think we should actually try and help him and keep that as planned never. We're three bears. I don't know if you have a handle like Kyrie, but I certainly don't with these nails. Nobody said we need to take him pro. He just wants to play some basketball. All right. We'll just we'll just play it. We'll play it straight then. We'll play it straight. Kyle looks very upset on his tiny <laughs> koala face. Kevin looks like he's not <laughs> sure <laughs> what the three of the, the two bears and the koala said when they were in the huddle, like said from him. But his plan was to continue to sit on the curb in front of the video store until 1230 or one whenever it opens. So this is an improvement regardless. He'll <laughs> show you guys the way it's as i said before it's not a big town the water treatment facility really isn't that big either it's perhaps an oddity that a there is one so near laurel grove and b that it is even as relatively small as it is somehow also paradoxically as bigoted as it is for a town like laurel grove there have been suggestions in the past that perhaps it is necessary for reasons other than pure health and sanitation and perhaps there is a slightly less tangible side to the importance of having that public facility there perhaps something something cursed waters occasionally turning people into things other than humans you know certainly seems like a good reason to have a water treatment plant to me it's really not that important and it doesn't come up much and nobody asks those kinds of questions too hard or too seriously we all just take it sometimes there's a lot of public infrastructure that nobody ever has to see and our lives are better for it and it's fine so you guys go and indeed there is a little black top and it's kind of like just a half court there is a single basket and it's kind of down the road. You're pretty much out past the edge of town now. It's starting to turn more into your classic two-lane highway is the wrong word, but like state route. And you can see, you know, through the trees, there's the beginning of the fence that will that will be the water facility. And it's a nice day out here. You guys all have much better noses now. I don't know, maybe not Kyle. I don't actually know where koalas rank because like it really does have a lot to do with the size of the nose on account of there's just lots of extra stuff in there and my understanding is koalas have both somewhat of a snub nose and also a smooth brain so like i don't know um man that's a uh, lot of koala shit talking in like i'm not talking shit i'm just saying that maybe one of you is able to smell a drop of seal blood seven miles away on the ice and one of you sits in a tree like that's all i'm saying i'm just putting this out there that if how good noses were was it all based on how cute you were i'd have the best nose in the group well it doesn't so it isn't I mean, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) This is very fair. 
on the one hand, I feel in a way you are not wrong, but also I'm one of those people who, you know, my toxic trait is how much I want to grab a polar bear's head and then bump its forehead with mine and go with its ears. That's my toxic trait. So I don't understand why that's a toxic trait, but moving on. Anyway, you are now standing on the blacktop with Kyle. Kevin. Kyle is also there, but Kevin is the NPC. He kind of looks to you all. So maybe just a casual game if none of you actually know how to play basketball. I don't know. I kind of figure since you are all, I guess, probably grown-ups, you may not be I, good at sports. I know how to play, but I'm very small. I mean, Kevin kind of looks at you and kind of looks down at himself and, you know, might notice at this point it's difficult from your perspective, but uh, he's actually not that tall of a 12-year-old himself. Sure. So he kind of shrugs. So yeah, that's why the others won't play with me. I'm, I'm really not very tall. Have you ever heard about Muggsy Bogues? No. He's a Hall of Fame basketball player who's like 5'8". Really? Yep. He did it by being fast and having great hands. He was one of the best to ever play the game. Looks like you've blown Kevin's mind and <laughs> perhaps he's now thinking of how many posters he has to change out in his room right now. That may be what's happening right now. Kind of like looks as uh, okay, well. Do we want to play bear? I'll be on. It's like horse. We should play bear. Let's yes. play bear. Okay, yeah, that's a, yes. better, that's a better race. Okay. <laughs> Walk me through how you guys do at Bear. And let's just quickly do a tally. I want to say only one of you has a frustration point at this time. It's, is that so? It's just me and I only have one. Okay, cool. Neither of you is likely to do anything awful and bear-like. That, <laughs> might, scare, that <laughs> might scare this 12-year-old. So that's fine. Which it would wouldn't anyway. Funny. Pete um, probably think it was. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Pete realizes that the goal here really isn't to be good at basketball. It's to cheer this kid up. So when he shoots, he is more uh, trying to entertain him. So he'll like toss the ball. He'll stand on his hind legs and like toss the ball in the air and then like boop it with his nose to try and get in there like a seal. You better not make that shot or this poor kid's going to break his nose. <laughs> um, I was actually well. thinking about that. What what seems to be cheering the kid up is mainly that you all are fun and interesting and his Saturday was going to be super boring and you didn't have anyone to play with. So, you know, you're playing with him. Yeah. Well done. I'll like pick him up so he can dunk. Cool. After missing my first few shots and getting B-E-A as, you know, I'm a stupid tiny fucking koala who can't possibly be strong enough to get it to the basket. I call out koala shot as I try. I jokingly say that I'm going for a koala shot. Mark knows exactly what that means, and Mark picks up Kyle. Oh, sure. That makes it even easier. That makes it way easier. And then I just hang on to, like, the bottom of the rim while still dribbling, and then dunk as a freaking koala. I was going to climb all the way up myself, but your help makes it way easier. Mark was going to throw you at the hoop. Basketball special! Like, cheerleader style. Like, both paws. Hoop! I mean, if you want to do that, that is not what Kyle meant by koala bear <laughs> shot. But who hasn't dreamt of flying? You put it out into the universe. What the universe does with it after that is <laughs> not your call. Kyle finds himself very surprised to be flying through the air. <laughs> when you throw him, he will dunk and then he will try to use his nice koala grippy arms to grab onto... Oh, the bottom of the hoop? No, not the bottom of the hoop. Like as he like sails past the hoop onto the uh, 
the backboard. The pole that the hoop is standing on. And then slide my way down. Cool. Why don't you all make some rolls for me then? Polar bear doing fun stuff with a ball. Pretty standard. You're not doing anything too outrageous. Gonna let you have a four. The moon bear being an agent of chaos and just throwing the koala. I'm also gonna say, how does that, how does that feel guys? Does that feel like a four? Feels like, feel a like a five, five to me. Feel like a five? Uh, I was okay. gonna say that feels like a four just because I'm very light. You're not entirely agreeing with this though. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, and like, if you think about it, I feel like a bear's ability. <laughs> bear's aerodynamic qualities are limited. Uh, no, I'm thinking like. The hand-eye coordination for throwing for a bear. Like, is he doing it one-armed? Is he doing a chest pass? Like. It'd be granny God. style. It's granny style. Because yeah, he's reaching it's, it's down. Like a cheerleader throw. Yeah. Or it's just, okay, cool. I mean, all right. Sure. Well, if you think of five. Uh, ben, then I'll let you do it with a five. I just can't imagine that that's like reflexive for a moon bear is all I'm no, saying. No, it's not. You know, bears are able to do like a lot of very complex, powerful movements. But like the problem is I've never seen a bear with a human's physical experience trying <laughs> to do the thing. <laughs> Like, I've just seen bears who have been trained to look like they know how to play basketball, not a bear who knows how to play basketball. In all fairness, I don't think Mark was, as a human, very good at basketball either. And that's the other element of this. Anyway, what about you, Jared? Do you think being thrown and then catching onto the pole of the basketball hoop to slide to safety and not go smacking into the baseboard or careening over top? of it is a five so i think that that would be a five or maybe even a six but i would like to request a mm-hmm. different thing be considered for my role and, oh yeah if you want a different thing then go for it since our job is to cheer up the kid yes. i would like my role to be inspire this kid with mugsy books yeah okay that's a four that i feel like it's gonna be go sitting with. there just telling him stories about yeah. that that's a thing that your character knows i would believe yeah because he's definitely gonna try to dunk it but i feel expect that there is going to be a very bruised koala at the end of that activity. <laughs> There's a nice bush on the other side. You won't just go splat. <laughs> won't just smash into non-existence. That's good. <laughs> We're not having that. This is a fun, light-hearted game, guys. <laughs> fun! Right, yes. I'm gonna make my roll. Okay. I also make made my roll. Oh, I failed mine. Ryan, you failed you, what? Oh, you failed what? I made mine. I failed. And I failed. <sighs> Uh, this is our first actual loss out of three. So how are we going to handle this? So I feel <laughs> as though now the way to handle this isn't specifically outlined in the rules because the rules have it done in kind of a different way. So what we're going to say is this, because like I said, this is a fun, lighthearted game. Gosh, dang it. And I'm having fun. So Pete is able to do some trick shots with the basket, with the ball, and you know, things are moving along. Things are fun what did you roll then i rolled a one okay jared what did you roll i rolled a one (laughs) really yep how about you two (laughs) why am i trying to narrate this how about you i have an idea okay go go my go my chaos friends so you you picked up and you threw the koala. We need to end up at the waste treatment plan next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. cool. 
Yep. Okay. So here's what happens. <laughs> I would also just like to take a brief moment and out of character. We talk all the time when we are talking about how to GM to let your players fail forward. This is a great example of that. We have failed and something awesome is going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Go fail forward, you guys. So here's what's going to happen. Pete's been doing his thing successfully. You guys have seen what Pete has done. You have seen that the kid is having. Kevin is clearly enjoying himself. He's laughing. He's cheerful. He is actually listening to your stories, Jared. He's listening to what Kyle is having to say and and he does seem legitimately very interested mark has never been good at basketball i feel like ben correct me if i'm wrong mark is the kind of person who has irritating quibbles about what other people enjoy yes oh regardless of what side he's on it's really just to be irritated but in this case trying to participate thanks to himself i guess once kyle says koala shot i'm gonna throw this koala that's what runs through Mark's mind. Perhaps it's not a sentence he's ever had before. Maybe this opens up a new chamber in his weird, slightly too small, because apparently he harasses Barista's heart and he... <laughs> I mean, I think he's just getting annoyed with Kyle and made the decision that this was a legitimate excuse that he could play off as a misunderstanding. Never mind. In fact, a little chamber closes. So he (laughs) picks up Kyle and hucks him at the basket. And Kyle, you see it opens for a second. You're going to dunk. As soon as it leaves your koala claws, however, that's when it turns out that there are, in fact, large birds of prey in the area. (laughs) Oh, no. This one (laughs) has never seen a koala before, is not sure what's going on here, but much like Mark, saw an opportunity and decided to capitalize because that is what survival of the fittest means. So this full-ass eagle comes swooping down and just after the ball has left Kyle's claws (laughs) and he's watching it go toward the basket, he's expecting to arc. He stops arcing down. And he starts arcing up. All of a sudden, he has been grabbed. And the last thing he sees before his downward perspective on the ground shifts to an upward perspective as the eagle banks is the ball bouncing off the backboard, bouncing off the rim, bouncing off the other rim, and bouncing out of (sighs) the potential scoring zone. And I presume that's when your koala scream of frustration happens. Yeah, just utterly shrieks, no! Which is probably the moment where the eagle, because fun fact, I'm just basing this on around where I live, and we actually do have bald eagles nesting around here. They're normally not predatory, though. They normally just scavenge. But anyway, it maybe starts to wonder if maybe this was the wrong choice, roughly at the time that it hears the noise that comes out of Kyle's mouth. Because that, it's used to a lot of weird noises coming from the things that it's going to try and eat. That, however, that may have put the fear of God into it. So, (laughs) you guys, down on the ground, Pete, Mark, and Kevin, are all watching, (laughs) apparently, an eagle being hoisted your friend, or temporary companion, as the case may be, by his duck's jersey, and appears to be flying off with him. Your super-duper role model, you mean? I start to lumber after him. Wait, you still need to get S. (laughs) 
have. Mark will realize that this has gone all wrong and will also start lumbering. Kevin kind of goes and he gets his ball. Thanks for playing, you guys. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. Real fun. All right, off you go. Kyle looking down. What do you want to do, Kyle? You appear to be like being hoisted by the back of your jersey by some extremely large bird. I'm going to try and wriggle out of my jersey before we get far enough off the ground that I'm afraid that it'll kill me. I'm trying to oh, minimize you're that. There. Oh, we're there. there. Yeah, no, this is not a falling height. This is a, it grabbed you kind of at the height of your arc and then it swooped and banked up. And so now it's kind of leveling out again, but you should not fall from this height. Well, now I'm holding on to the thing with all of the strength, my little holy climby claws. Cool. I'm wrapped around this eagle's feet like it's a eucalyptus. Yeah, the eagle's not used to things with hands trying to grab its feet. And it kind of tries to kind of shift and good lord the talons on this thing. It's going to start to try and bring itself into a controlled descent because A, you're a lot heavier than it kind of wanted you to be. And B, this is... Coming unstable. Kyle can probably see an opportunity. There's a rooftop coming up. One of the low water treatment facility, kind of tin rooftop, probably a storage bay around the facility if he wants to try and make a break for it. I will wait until we are low enough and then I will try and wiggle out and make a break for it. Okay, wriggle out of that jersey. Yeah. Racking up the experiences the eagle is not used to, it's prey wearing clothes. <laughs> So normally the only time that it struggles out of its skin is after the eagle has started to... Anyway, in this case, just go ahead and roll a die for me until if it's odd or even. Even. Okay. Being sort of round kind of comes into play here. You are already barrel roll shaped. So you're able to... <laughs> wow. I mean, they're, they are. They're round little guys. Um... <laughs> So yeah, Kyle is able to kind of hit the roof with his butt and kind of tuck and roll. And after a couple of skittering halts and a close call, you know, the gutter's only a couple feet away, skids to a stop. And yes, it does hurt, but you are alive. And the eagle is still confused, has made off with your jersey, however. Ah, bastard. Hate that bird. Shaking your little koala fist in the sky. Makes another angry screech at it as it. That eagle decides stays on its day. Uh, Mark, Kyle, what do you do? Kind of see it drop. Like you see the little furry cannonball kind of deploy <laughs> from the avian bomber. Mark is going to take off at a full bear run. I mean, even Mark knows that bears are faster on four legs. So he's going full Correct. and starts running to where he is, to where Kyle is. Same. He chases after. Okay. You guys go around to the, like the front gate, or do you guys just go as the bird flies? Because as the bird flies, you're coming up to the fence. I try to go as the bird flies. Okay. Then stand up and like peek over the fence to see if I can see him. Well, it's a chamberlain's fence. Oh, um, right. The thing is, you're not really at this angle able to see him just because of height. Your head is like just over the top. It's difficult to see in there. You saw where he also rolled a die for me one you saw the eagle let go or you saw him wriggle out but it was not easy to see from your vantage point whether he was able to land on something or whether there's koala pate somewhere at the water treatment plant kyle kyle could you hear me kyle i'm okay but it stole my jersey you hear from somewhere in the water treatment plant kyle you're on a roof you can hear the bellow 
bellowing of your friend Pete from the fence line. You can also hear some confused talking and like, what was that? What? Get some radio chatter and like, what the? Oh my God. That's a ba- I'm on the roof. Send help. <laughs> Who's Actually, out there? How textured is the roof? Sheet metal, but also, you know, it's relatively flat. It's not a steep piece. So you can comfortably sit on it. You're not at the risk of rolling off. And how textured is the wall? Do I think I could safely climb down or do I need to call for help? If you got around to a gutter spout, you could climb down the gutter spout. That wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, I'll climb down. As soon as you get on the ground, Kyle turn the corner and there's a uh, Zane is. 50s or so uh, with a hard hat and a blue work vest and work pant and such with a water treatment professionals badge on you know kind of looks at you you're not a possum whoa how'd you get here little guy i just look him straight you are not gonna believe the day i'm having first i got turned into a koala bear and then a stupid bald eagle tried to eat me and stole my shirt <laughs> okay um, <laughs> he's like, you're right. I am not going to believe it. He's like going to get gloves out of his, theoretically, to pick up the strange, but he doesn't do that now. Okay. Turned into a koala, huh? Yeah, I ruined a party and got cursed. Yeah, okay. Well, you shouldn't be here. If you could just open the gate for my friends, they'll get me out. Mark will be waving. Kind of looks over. We've all been cursed. I say his explanation. It was a wild party. Okay. It's a lot going on. Sure. Okay. Well, open. Yeah. All right. I'll let you in. Just a sec. He starts sort of striding that way, kind of, and looking back awkwardly and kind of starts to pick up his walkie-talkie. Okay, here's the thing. I uh, I dropped my key card, so uh, I dropped my key card. Where is it? Yeah, we can help you get it back. You've helped us. I can't open Uh, the the main gate yet. I need to get the key card out before I can open the main gate. It's the issue. uh, Well, how can I help you? Where's the key card? His eyes dart to the side to one of the massive circular in-ground water containment pools. In the center, there's a post that has come up through the water and there's a bit of an arm slowly swirling. There's a low hum coming from a nearby box. I could get you out, but I'd need to go out and then they would know that I dropped my key card. No, I can help you. I'm ready to help. I've got an idea. You know what your friends can do? If they go around to the back end, they can come up through the outflow. It's just a riprap slope going into the river. They can come up through there. It's just like, I don't want to, because I don't want them to find out that I dropped my key card and we're going to ask questions. While he's telling Kyle about this alternate way, we can get in. I, calling upon my misspent youth, am lifting up the bottom of the the chain link fence for Mark to get under it. It is, in theory, attached to the side post. It's not gonna just go back down without any indication that something is happening. I'll go over and I'll grab the post and pull the post out of the ground. (laughs) And then... Well, this is something he absolutely can do because he's a freaking polar bear. Once we get back under it i'll try and plant it back into the ground he's unsuccessful at that part oh no oh no i'm afraid he's a polar bear his destructive capabilities go only the one way <laughs> mark yeah. will just kind of shrug what you gonna do 
leave that tilted then. All right, that's fine. <laughs> Fred had been starting to say something else about the outflow with the riprap, which when Kyle looks where he's gesturing, indeed, the water, once it finishes its path through the various elements of the containment, just goes into a, a large outflow pipe and over a riprap swale so that it is aerated again and then returns to the stream. And fun fact, that's a great fishing spot, actually. But then he looks over at you two who have chosen a different path. <laughs> I like the way you phrase that. Destruction of county property. And okay, uh, all right. Mark looks at him. Sorry, we're bears. I thought you were humans who were just bears now. Wait, are you bears? Were you bears who were given human intelligence? What was in the party? No. Wait, are you- They're people too. They're just- We're bears right now, okay? We're just- Okay. We're unintentionally embracing the bear. I'm having a bad enough day, so all right. What's your plan, little guy? Okay. I need something to hang on to, like a really long broom, or if you have- I noticed the ceilings are pretty tall here. If you have one of those extendo light bulb replacer things, that'd be great. And then I'm going to need a rope and something on the end of it. Here, come this way. I'll take the equipment shed. We'll walk you back over down a couple ways to another low cinder block building with the big opening barn doors. There's nothing. There's no treatment stuff in here. This is just equipment. And looking through it, you are going to be able to find all of the individual things that you want to do. But why don't you all uh, brainstorm your different parts in what I'm sure will be a brilliant plan with pretty much all the equipment that you can imagine. Just what do you... What do your characters pick up? Assuming that you guys have figured out what his goal is, but realizing that assuming everyone knows what he's trying to do did not work out so well for him the last time. Kyo's going to clearly state, I want you guys to get something that you can hold me over the pool with, like a big stick that I can hold on to, and then I'll try and fish out the thing. What if the polar bear swam in there and no. you... No. Okay. I don't think it's safe to swim in. I don't think you should swim in there, no, no. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> yeah, I'll go look around for like the largest pole slash stick slash beam that I could find. It would make sense to me that there would be something that would allow them to do maintenance on something in the middle of the pool without needing to completely drain it. That seems reasonable. Such as some kind of cherry picker like. Some sort of lift, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, some kind of lift that could extend them out over the pool. He'll be able to use that, but you can find a large pole, which might also help. You know, there's an, a spinning arm, so some kind of large pole to resist any kind of current might still be very useful. You'll find rope, you'll find anything else. Is there any sort of life preserver? Yes. Because I think we should use that and then, like, tie some boards on top of it so he can have a little floaty platform to sit on. Cool. Cool. You can find that and start to put that together. Anything else? Jared, do you want to throw another thing out there? This is the, you have the equipment shed, carry out your wildest dreams. In something like this, like in a full facility, you are definitely going to have to change lights and things in inconvenient places. So you're going to have safety harnesses and I want to clip onto that freaking cherry picker that we're using. And mm -hmm. also for many different reasons, I am sure that there is a strong magnet 
magnet somewhere. Okay. I want to attach a strong magnet to the rope and I want to attach the rope with the strong magnet to something heavy, like a paint can that I can disconnect easily with like a rope tie. So I'll use like a bowl of knots so that I can just pull on one end from all the way up there and the paint can will fall off when I need it. This way I can drop my rope with a magnet. It'll fall all the way to the bottom of the pool. I can move it around until it clicks onto his keys. Then I can disconnect the paint can and it will make the fishing a lot easier. Huzzah. I like okay. it. Okay. The engineering koala. So I'm going to start calling you. That's right. That's fair. All of this (laughs) is wild. So (laughs) we know what Kyle is going to be doing. Kyle is going to be masterminding this fishing expedition, which is probably fair. I think he probably has the most hand-like for paw limbs of all of you. Use fingers instead of just claws. You guys have fingers too, but like the expectation is less there for them. So okay. I have fingers that function as fingers. Not as basis for claws. Yeah. So Fred will say, I can help. I don't want them to find out that you all are here. How comfortable are any of you running this? Oh no, it's fine. I got it. You sure? Like, what do you do? Do you you know how to... I'll actually like sit down in front of it because that's probably how I have to get to the right height to manipulate it with my paws easily. Okay. Unbeknownst to Fred, Pete has spent hours and hours at the claw machine at the 7-Eleven. Oh, hell yeah. Honestly, that's decent training for using a cherry picker. Congratulations. I was definitely going to make you roll for a six, but you brought your difficulty down to a five. (laughs) This is a hard thing to do. Gently maneuvering... The joystick yes. with his claws and tapping a button. It, the image is fun enough for me that it's a, it can be a five instead of a six. How does Mark want to contribute? I mean, after jerry-rigging the little thing, I'm, um... You probably do need a spotter. There are places that he can go in that as long as... That he can probably get where he needs to be to drop the rope and not have to... So there's the spinning arm, right? Yeah. It doesn't go the whole length. It just has to disturb the water. So there's room for him to drop the rope and fish. Pete is back on the controls. Kyle has got his little raft to stand on, but he's still hitched up to the cherry picker. Yeah. But there's no one holding Kyle's rope from the top and watching the spinning arm. Mark can do that. Okay. You can be our spotter. You're kind of in the spotter and belay position because Kyle is focusing on trying to find the the keys and wallet in the detritus at the bottom of this pool and Pete is, you know, Yeah. So what do you all think your difficulties ought to be? I've already said that Pete can have a five because I am charmed. Ben, what do you think? Probably a four. Yeah, he just, he really is just kind of a, he's like, somehow he's got one of the most important spots on the team. Yeah. But he's not, got the most difficult it's not the most technical no he just has to be ready to yank his buddy up exactly keep an eye on like like you said it's important but also not extremely difficult okay four makes sense for you okay jerry i think mine's probably a five because they do have pretty dexterous hands but i am doing something really complicated you are doing something extremely complicated i will say in in support of your wacky plan in theory i would think and you're the engineer not me but I would think that the, honestly, the heaviest thing in this pool because that wasn't strained out in a previous portion of the process is the wallet and keys. Absolutely. So the fact that you yourself 
are bringing the second heaviest thing that's gone into this pool today. There's a possibility that depending on, I guess, the angle, your bucket could very well end up at least in the right ring as the water is in turbulence, right? It's going to settle into a similar spot yes. in theory. Yeah, That's in theory. what you have going for you. <laughs> I mean, and also it, because I've added the weight, the end of my rope isn't going to get pushed up off the bottom. It will stay on the bottom where the keys are. Yeah. So even if we eventually have to like rotate the thing to look for it we at least know we are at the right height by kind of by yeah. definition and probably like a combination of maneuvering the rope and letting out some slack and using the pole to kind of help keep it under the spinning arm yes anyway so five you think let's go with five five seems reasonable to me let's do five go ahead and make your various two fives and four ben i think you already rolled i did i failed okay ryan i failed <laughs> okay oh nice jared I am very disappointing because I succeeded. You succeeded. Oh, we didn't have okay. the royal flush. This would have been my third frustration and I would have panicked. But unfortunately, <sighs> I maintained my cool. While the rest of your team did not. It's very disappointing. <laughs> How would you guys like to narrate how this goes wrong? Now, Fred at this point has kind of seen how this is going and probably a couple things ran through his mind. One, I have to make sure that no one comes back here and sees what's going on because I will lose my job. This is deeply irresponsible of me. Two, I don't want to be caught back here with you guys because I will lose my job. This is deeply irresponsible of me. <laughs> I have a pitch. I want to hear your pitch. Fred, unless you stop him, has made an excuse like i'll keep them from coming back here so you guys have room to work sure and skittered off to the front go forth and pitch your situation so my pitch is that since i succeeded but they didn't we mm -hmm. successfully recover his keys and wallet mm -hmm. the fishing part works unfortunately when we are trying to pull up the fishing part we then get the line completely tangled up with the spinning arm of the flocculation well that's gonna start spinning yep and so it just like wraps around it a bunch of times until it can no longer move all right ben Ryan, do you guys want to elaborate on the situation? I think Pete gets distracted in the joy of the moment, and that's part of how the situation starts. Okay. And continues to get worse, and he panics. He's trying to wiggle the controls to get it out, and it's not working. Does he kind of, you know, maybe get distracted and, like, moves over a little bit, and maybe Mark is just a little bit off balance? And falls so right in? Yeah. See. Well, he doesn't have to fall, just, like, he doesn't quite see the arm because he's trying to regain his control in just that moment the keys pick up but the rope gets caught in the arm all of a sudden there's a jerk that rope i assume kyle let's go of the rope yeah. <laughs> i mean he's still attached to the lift i mark would have been able to be attached to the lift if he wanted as well once you all feel that and the rope starts whipping around pete will realize something has gone wrong and leans on the joystick the cherry picker suddenly comes back up with the koala dangling from it and Mark grasping the platform. There's a craning and grunting noise from the lift portion and the rope is continuing to get wound around the mechanism. And there's a, the glint as kind of flicked out of the water by the end of the rope. Splap up, up, up on the concrete to the side of the pool. And it's honestly, you're not sure why he wants it back. <laughs> you get the bit about the key card, but there's nothing there that's truly replaceable. 
but maybe he's really on a last straw situation and wh that's why he was he was allowing you all to do this either way there it is you found it it's a bit goopy <laughs> <laughs> got some flocculent on it Ugh. so yeah now pete's on the lift you've managed to get it stable mark is clinging to the platform and pete is on the controls outside of the lift mark is clinging to the platform and kyle is dangling from it you're starting to hear some more noises of confusion farther up by the main structure as if maybe alarms are going off what in the world is going on someone has noticed that there are three bears what do you guys want to do immediately well, i mean we need to find fred i think we need to get the thing unstuck so it doesn't break this pool first it's definitely wrapped good and well around there and it's definitely under the surface so there will be more fishing the question is do you want to answer the questions that the competent plant employees will have for you when they get here no. oh no also no. Two of you are still on top of the lift. How bad do we think this is for somebody if they get caught? If they touch the water briefly, swimming real bad, I think. But how bad is it? If I were to fish and bring the rope to the surface, how bad would it be for Pete to use his big polar bear claws to cut the rope once it was on the surface? Once it was on, I mean, because there's no way he could do that without getting wet. Right, but he's gonna go into the decontamination shower. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you guys. This situation appears to be a bit going sideways. Oh, yeah. As in, people are approaching and they don't have far to go. So you suspect that perhaps cheese it. It's the fuzz. Yeah, you're in a cheese it. It's the fuzz kind of situation. This looks like a problem that they can fix. It's more a matter of sure. do you want to be here? No. Let's cheese no. it. Let's yeah, take gone. his wallet and keys with us so that yes. he at least doesn't get caught. And it looks like yes. something incidental oh, happened man. as opposed to something irresponsible happened. Love it. Uh, if Mark can help Kyle and Pete can quickly bring them down, you'll have just enough time. And they could probably make their escape down out into the water over the riprap. We will do that. We will follow the way that he wanted us to come in. <laughs> We've ruined this poor guy. Three bears just galloping off along the river and yeah he took his keys and wallet we'll return them later i just don't want him to get caught because that was his problem you don't want him to get called out on his deeply irresponsible behavior yeah. i mean the nice thing is is if someone's like really pissed at him now they have bigger concerns yes yeah correct sometimes it's good to be irresponsible <laughs> No, it's not. This is public infrastructure. Anyway. All right, you guys. Well, probably at about this point, that took a while to kind of rig up. So it's kind of getting into the afternoon. I mean, and you were playing basketball for a little while. So kind of approaching the afternoon. And the sun's not really in a, not afternoon, more like early. The sun's not going to set here soon, but maybe it's kind of been a little hard, a little bit of a rough kind of afternoon. I mean, you did have a nice time with Kyle. Really the only issue with Kyle is you never actually told him where to go. Oh god, we've got to find Kyle now. <laughs> it's not that Kyle didn't have fun, it's that Kyle had fun and, and you guys left. And Kyle went about the rest of his day. Womp womp. <laughs> and same with Fred, who never knew why you were there. So we have Fred's keys, which will tell us what type of car Fred has. And so I'm going to press the beeper until we find his car. And oh, I'm going, oh, while yeah. you guys go and find Kevin, I'm going to wait for... <laughs> 
Fred with his stuff successfully at his car. Because if somebody else comes who looks angry, I can hide underneath his car. I love it. Whereas you two cannot hide from sight. We split the party in the Bears game. Look, here we are. I don't know what to tell you. I'll deal with Team Kevin first because I'll be honest, Jared, it's going to be a minute before he comes out. He's kind of got to do his job now. He probably has to do his job a lot more than he should because he probably So you guys can go lump back to town, wander around. I mean, he was at the video store last you saw him. And before it's open now. You know, he left. It's yeah. open now. Yeah, it's open now. Let's go in the video store. See if we can find okay. Kevin. Go ahead and uh, just roll a die and tell me if it's even or odd. Even. Yeah, you go in and he's actually like at the checkout in the video store. He's there talking to the person who works on the register. Who, you know, also there's a register there for the video side and there's a register on the other side that's for the combined electronics and tanning bed. And like you have to go between registers depending on what someone is checking out for because there's only one person working today and presently they're helping kevin check out he's got you know dvd and bag of m&ms is it space jam featuring mugsy bugs yes it is i have some really bad uh, news DVD about 20 years space in the future jam. for him uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a bag of m&ms the person who is working the checkout looks at you and goes eh! and then kevin looks at you and goes hey guys how is it is kyle okay yeah he's fine we really need your help with what so part of transforming back from a bear to a human is having people vouch for us at the fountain at the edge of town oh that makes sense yeah no my my big sister talks about that yeah so if you could do that for us we would be very appreciative just wish that you were weren't bears anymore or leave a note saying how nice we were oh okay we're not 100 on the details wait so do you, do you not want to not be bears anymore we do not we have things to do okay yeah, I mean, all right. I was gonna go home and watch uh, watch my movie, but I mean, yeah, I'll I'll go to the. Thank I you. Can go. Thank you. It's yes. not too far from my yes, house. Yes, if you could do that, the sooner the better. Sure. So Kyle is okay because he's not with you. Yes, he's is fine. He's... No, 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 no. We we have another adventure. You want to come with me? Sure. Okay. You can tell me. About it. It's probably not a good guy thing to let the twelve year old walk yeah. all the way to yeah. the creepy temple by themselves. Up until this point, Pete's breath has been fogging up the side of the popcorn box as he just stares at it. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, yeah, we'll walk, dude. Yeah, yeah. The person behind the cash register is just kind of looking at you and looking at the popcorn and looking at you, wondering if the talking bear is planning on placing an order. Oh, man, I forgot my wallet, I think. <laughs> I don't know where my wallet is. Where are my clothes? You know what? It's okay, man. On the house. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell the temple how nice <laughs> you are. <laughs> Bank some future points in case you ever get cursed. <laughs> awesome. Pete gets free popcorn and you guys walk with kevin over to the to be fair it's not creepy yeah it's just over there just it's just a, it's just a little shrine to the old gods on the edge of town like you do yeah. meanwhile back at the water treatment plant and the sun is getting low and there's a sort of a golden light, orange light in the sky and fred walks out he sees the koala sitting on his car claws tapping with his keys in paw we got your stuff yeah you did and the turbine and the i mean it's all i know it wasn't great but at least hopefully you didn't get in trouble it looked like an accident I hope. Well, the way that the fence was pulled up like that, I mean, it, I said bears did it. Well, Thanks. I mean, that's... <laughs> that's way to put the blame squarely on us, buddy. Well, 
in theory, maybe you can undo, I don't know, go apologize to whoever you insulted at the party. And What we've been doing is we were told that if we got people to vouch for us and say that we were good people at the temple, we could become people again. So maybe you could help us out so that we aren't bears when they come looking for bears. Is it specifically that you're good people? However you're willing to vouch for us, buddy, the best word you can put in the better, but we do no, have no, no, like, problem. Just, it's the good part. I'm not trying to point fingers or anything. I'm just, the, you had to be good in order to... We had to be nice. Okay, sure. To make up for whatever you did at the party. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah to make up for our ver- our various uh, faux pas. Okay. Oh, I can go over there now. I mean, you need a ride? Like, do you have That would certainly there? be great. I don't know if I have to be there, but I was planning on going anywhere and I'd rather not walk. These tiny feet, it takes me forever to get anywhere. Yeah, that's fair. All right, hop in. Let's see. He's like, you're definitely nice people, but I don't know if you're... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's the question. Is it that you're good people or that you learn your cosmic lesson? Who knows? Certainly not good bears. I mean, alternatively, you're excellent bears. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that might be the problem. I think the problem may be that we're really good at being bears. All right. Well, uh, he'll put you in the car and he'll drive on over there. And uh, yeah, he'll probably arrive conveniently right around the same time that, that you guys are walking in with Kevin. And uh, once, you know, you're there, it uh, looks like actually some people are already here. It looks like uh, Celeste is already here and uh, she has changed uh, since you saw her last because she was finally she was able to go a couple towns over and retrieve her missing package and she's got a new dress on and she's talking about it with Rachel who's also already there and they're chatting and, and kind of recounting as you're walking up it sounds like they're talking about the stuff you got up to and times that you know maybe not they've been cursed but they Things happen to people, just wild stuff that happens around the town and just kind of, you know, shooting the shit. And uh, a couple other people have shown up here and you don't think perhaps for you, but this is on the edge of town. It's a Saturday night. Not that there's partying here, just that it's a nice day for a walk out in the woods and go over to the, uh, the local curiosity or the wishing well or the shrine, depending on how you personally know it. While y'all are there, Kevin knows exactly what to do because this is something he's definitely done in the past and he'll go and he makes a little note and he folds it up and he seals it with wax from one of the little candles that's burning there and then he drops it out onto the pool and his face lights up when the little piece of paper with the wax on it starts to sink because there's buoyancy and and what floats and etc etc et cetera. but at the end of the day the legend goes that if it floats it it hasn't been seen but if it sinks it's been heard it's been taken right so he just seems excited and it depends on whether or not you put stock in that but uh he's excitedly recounting everything you guys did today playing with him and looks like it definitely did make an impression he's excited to watch space jam later and he talks to kyle about it eagerly talking uh, about this new hero he's learned about just bringing out his phone like on the walk back do any of your characters not want to turn back kyle would very much like to be a person kyle very much likes to be human again i assume mark very much likes to be human yeah yeah the second he woke up does pete want to turn back 
you know, this has been an enlightening experience, but Pete thinks he needs to, to turn back so he can get back to working on his doctorate of English literature. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I smell a book. So yeah, they probably won't necessarily notice it, especially as, you know, the folks who are already there, whether or not they are attached to your day's little misadventures or they're just passing by because it's a nice walk in the evening. I'll get to chatting and draw you in once they realize that you are not in in fact just bears and can in fact talk and are in fact their neighbors. The change will come over so subtly that it kind of goes from your bears to you're a little bit taller in Kyle's case to you're a little bit smaller in Pete's case to all of a sudden you're just talking to your neighbors and nobody seems to mark it or notice it just kind of was and then wasn't and now you're back all at once seems like all of the wishes came true this time and whatever it was you had been cursed for or whatever had happened it seems there was a sufficient demonstration or maybe it was just a thing that ends at sundown who knows <laughs> but you're not bears anymore. <laughs> Congratulations. We're not bears. I really love that we are all, that all of our characters are completely sure that we know how we got cursed. Oh yeah, no, it was because there was something wrong with the water. That's why you were all on this. That's why I said you had, you were all on the same floor. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you, maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe it was just the central conceit of this game and that's what we're doing (laughs) it's not important how i was going to say maybe it's the three things that we thought that made the water be messed up Eh? Eh? Eh. okay (laughs) yeah who knows what's important in this game and the core booklet slash rule set is very clear on this what matters is a big bear with as undersized a little bellhop cap as possible holding a sign that says odd jobs bear in like big paint marker that's what matters and that's what i love about this game even though we never got to have the little belt the little undersized bellhop hat that's the image that brings me the greatest joy so thank you all for playing this has been fun and thank you all for listening for joining us on this adventure we hope that you will return next week we will be back with another one of our meta episodes and join us next let's play where we play bears who are turned into humans i'll run that one well i'm ryan the polar bear rules guy i'm ben the moon bear i'm jared the koala i'm helen the mysterious bear god of the wood storyteller and to Together, we are the Starting Equipment Podcast. Come find the fun and the magic we make with the stories told in this world we create. Explore and change, wouldn't it be great? What we amaze, making our own way. So come down, it's only right.